0: Today's scripture reading is Acts 9.15. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, I have chosen this man to work for me. He will carry my name to those who aren't Jews and to their kings. He will bring my name to the people of Israel. Acts 9.15.
1: Good morning happy Sabbath I didn't hear this side here. Are we awake? Happy Sabbath, happy Sabbath. I'm really happy today and I think most all. Of, now it's going to say most I think all of us correct? Amen, Amen? Amen. you know it's um, it's a privilege for me to be able to baptize Kylie and Callista over, it's, it's been over, I think, since last year we've been studying together, and at first I didn't know them, and they were really quiet. Their families are, 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 are smiling because they know what I'm talking about. But over time, I, I think they got comfortable with me, and I I, I I would make them laugh, so I think that was a good thing, right? And And I've seen how God is working with them and how God will keep working with them, so... Praise God, because God is still working today. Amen. And so today we'll talk about uh, one of my one of our, my favorite characters, than Jesus. Uh, we're, we're talking about uh, this month transitions, and, and we're, gonna, we're we're specifically looking at certain characters from the Bible that made it uh, that God came and stepped into their life and transformed them, and they had a transition. Have have we ever gone through a transition in our lives? Have we ever gone through a change in our lives? I recently uh experienced one which i i 'm happily married and it's it's i'm sorry i didn 't I didn't tell Jasmine I was going to put her on a spot here um, but you know it, it's it's a change, and today you too will go through a change it's being born again the bible speaks of it but before that let's let 's go ahead and pray Father in heaven, we want to thank you Lord for your Holy Spirit, for working in our hearts and changing us and helping us, Lord, despite our shortcomings. Father, as we focus in the few, with a few minutes we have in your word, may the power of your word transform us, change us to be more like you. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Turn to your Bibles to Acts chapter 9. Sermon title for the Sabbath is, What's Your God Like? Because I believe that in every transition, every change, we are able to see God's hand working in our lives. And those experiences help us see who our God is like. And a particular story found in chapter 9... Saul, and, and let me give you a little bit of, of who Saul Saul, who later became Paul. Saul, he's a persecutor and a murderer. If you keep reading down uh, before Acts chapter 9, you see that he's persecuting the church and he's zealous. He's trying to do God's work, but in his own ways. And he's a young individual, he has the energy, he has the power. He's just witnessed the stoning of a Christian, a faithful Christian named Stephen. He has consented and pushed the mob to go ahead and stone Stephen. And he sees that and he goes. And his seal is to persecute and uproot these called Christians. Those who believed in Jesus Christ. Because he thought in himself that if he could uproot these Christians, then his Jewish faith can be pure, can still be pure. And so we take chapter nine in Acts, and we see what he does here it says then Saul still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord went to the high priest and asked letters for him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or woman, he might bring them. Begin with, okay, there, I'm going to not scream anymore. All right, so his, this is his testimony. It's Paul's story, and, and we all have our, our story to tell. You see, we all have a time in our life where we experience a transition. I've experienced mine with a new job, recently married, but some of us, a new job or a loss of a job, loss of a loved one. Moving away or moving into something. We've all experienced transition. Our health. And see, Kylie and Callista, you have a story as well. And God is in the making of writing it at this moment. And you're going through a change. One of the greatest change and transitions that perhaps will occur in your life, which is accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Your testimony starts today, and, and I believe God will do great things with you and through you. You see, Paul's story is, is one which I believe is very dramatic, how his transition, his conversion happens. It, it, it's, it's a unique one, and I think it's one of the most dramatic ones we find in Scripture, because as the Bible keeps saying here in, in verse 3, he has letters, he, he, he's very zealous about doing in his own mind God's work. He, he believes wholeheartedly that he's doing God's work. You see, at this moment in his life, he is the chief antagonist. But God had better plans because later he becomes the chief protagonist. He is the chief opponent and later becomes the chief proponent for Christ. So the Bible continues, as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul. Why are you persecuting me? You see, it's interesting because Paul is very zealous. Paul is, he wants to serve the Lord. He is serving with with all his heart, but God had better plans for Saul's life. And God has always a better purpose for our lives. See, as Christians, we can become great in apologetics and defending the truth, in such a way that we turn people away from God. Friends and family, Paul had a zeal for God, and he was defending God. Yet he was doing it how he saw it best. As Christians, God has not called us to defend him with apologetics or debates. God has called us to defend him, but you know how? By loving God with all our heart and all our mind. By loving our brothers and our sisters. That is how we defend God. Because while the earth, while the society and the community around us, even our nation is divided, we could be the example by loving one another. We can be the ones that shine to the rest of the world, letting them know that God does dwell with us. So he goes to Damascus. Damascus was a city up north from Jerusalem, 168 miles from it. It took 168 miles for Paul to realize that God did not call him to defend him. But to turn God's people, no matter what he ever did in his life, God had died for him, for him to know that God would give him a better life, a new life. A life of peace, but yet suffering as well for his sake. But glory to God, because 168 miles, God was able to transform Paul's life. You know, God knew exactly what he was doing with Paul's life. God had a big work ahead of Paul. Because of Paul... We have 13 books of the New Testament. Just imagine what it would have been like if he had not accepted Jesus on the road to Damascus. But praise God. Because he always has better plans for us. You see, what is God? What's your God like? Is he the same God that Paul speaks of in his 13 letters? Is he the same one we read in the gospel? Is he one who changes us to the better? Is he the one who is first in our lives? Is he the one who can get us out of trouble or our problems? Or is he the one we go to after trying to figure it out ourselves? Is he the almighty in your life? That can change anyone that comes to him? Or is he the one who's in the background, and when you need him most, you call upon him? Is he your second, third, or fourth choice? What's your God like? Paul knew who his God was like. In Romans chapter 1, verse 16, he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He knew who he was, and he knew what God had been changing him to be like. So he can claim this with authority and say, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Because if he can turn a murderer upside down and turn his his life around, he can do that with you. So I'm not ashamed of the gospel because I see, he says, of, uh, I see the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, first to the, to the Jew and then to the Greek. And it's interesting because this word, and, and Paul was very intentional when he writes. And I love that Paul, about Paul. He's not just writing because he feels like, no, this is God inspiring Paul. And he says, for it is the power of God. I see the power of God right here. I see the power of God in each and one of us. I see the power of God working in my life. And Paul saw the power of God who can turn a murderer to be a witness for his cause. This, this word power, if we were to read in the, the Greek, it's called dynamos. We get this word in English, dynamite. Paul was saying, God's power is a transform... It transforms people. But first you have to believe. Paul believed and his life was transformed. And so, he was not ashamed. God is all powerful. He is almighty. And he knows what's best and is in control of it all. I know this to be true because I believe in his promises. You see, but there was not... There was a time in my life when I didn't know what my God was like. I, he was second in my life. I was much younger. A time when I was m- less mature. I was immature. Still growing and still traveling on the road to Damascus. Have we been there? See, I remember I was 15, 16 years old. I, I love play. I love soccer. I love playing soccer until this day, and I can get very competitive. And I always had this, this want of, of always becoming the best soccer player. People would tell me, oh, you're so good. And so that boosted my ego and my pride. My cousin, I have a cousin, same age, but if, we, if you were to see both of us, you won't, you, I don't think you would see a resemblance of siblings there. Uh, she's nodding her head. She says no. And so, because I am five, almost five, eight, he's six, four, okay? And we both played soccer. I was always a forward, someone who scored. He was a defender, a really good one. He knew my moves because we played all all life together. So it was really hard for me to get by him because a move that I, you know, I'm a left-footed and usually left-footed people are kind of tricky to defend and so forth. But he knew my every action. And so every time I tried, his long legs would, you know, poke the ball out and I would get frustrated. And this time I was like, no, I'm going to get away from him. And he goes... And he 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 tackles me, uh, not tackle me, he puts his shoulder, he uses his body, he's bigger than me, 6'3", I'm almost 5'8", we go down to the ground, and he, his whole body goes and hits, his whole body, his whole weight goes into my head, and he, because there's a, I don't know much of, of science here, but um, he's, I was able, uh, because of his weight falling on my head, I, I was able to get cut here because there's a bone in the eye, close to the eye, and I had to get stitches. Long story short, I go, and this is where I'm saying, because there was, I was still ro- on, my ro- on the road to Damascus. You see, I was in high school, around 10th grade, and I played soccer. I was around people who were not from church, and because I wanted to be the cool kid always, I would try to, you know, fit in, per se. And one time, I didn't grow up, I didn't grow up in a high school that was the best. Uh, there, was, there was always fights and things like that in a public school. Um, and one time, there was a huge fight. I mean, they had to close and lock the, 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 the school because it was just huge, I was not part of it. I, you know, I was just walking with my friends who had been involved friends, okay, quotation marks. I know that those are really friends who were who had been involved in that in that fight, and so I was there. I was walking down the hall they had closed the school and every everyone had to go to their to their classrooms because then the classrooms doors were also going to be shut because they had brought in cops because there was i mean it was a huge fight, and so I was going to my classroom where I needed to go and while I was probably probably fifteen feet away from my class, the cops were already going around the hallways I was with my so called friends and they stopped me and they said, Hey, you all stop. Cause, because they had seen those people I was around with and they had been part of the fight. You see, I was still on my road to Damascus. I was a Christian, a baptized church member, but I was still on the road to Damascus. I had stitches. Not because of the fight or anything, but because my cousin. And so God had it planned out, just like Paul's life, God had it planned out to, to, to reach me on the road to Damascus. It was my aunt, she had taken off. I did not know this. My aunt had taken off work specifically for that day because it was that day that my stitches were going to come off. And I was there. The cops stopped us, and they treated us like delinquents. I was They opened my legs up and put me against the wall. They pinned me, and they searched us. They didn't find anything. But it was at that moment when I'm pinned against the wall that I turn around, and I see my aunt walking into the school. God had a plan for my life. See, God works, and he is all-powerful. It was that moment when I said, "Lord, do whatever it takes, but I do not want to live like this." I am a testimony not, and I'm not here to talk about myself, but I'm here to tell you that there is power in the blood of Jesus. Paul was able to testify. He says, "For I am not ashamed of the gospel." Because there is power. And so the evidence is there. In each and one of our lives, we've gone through transitions. And today, Kyle and Callisto, you will go through a transition. Paul speaks of this later on to the Philippians. And check what he says. He says, Now that I have al- not that I have already attained or I am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. We read this text, but, but let me make it more powerful and more, more deep to you all, because Paul says in, in, in this phrase, lay hold, the Greek is katalambano, and, and he was reflecting on his road to Damascus, because this word lay hold is saying to the Philippians, listen, I remember... When God laid hold of me in Damascus. This word hold is when he arrested and when he seized me and gained power over me. God seized me in that moment, that day when my aunt came through those doors. What's your story like? Has God laid hold of your life? Has God seized you and gain power over your life? Or are you still walking weak and heavy burden? I'm here to tell you, Jesus is the answer. Jesus can do it. Paul is a testimony. I am a testimony. And I am like Paul. I have not already attained, but I press on in Jesus Christ. God wants to lay hold of you. He wants to seize you and and use you to bless others. Yet more importantly, to to be your God. So let me ask you, what's your God like? Is He an all-powerful, almighty who changes the hearts around you and in you? Or is He someone you look up to whenever you need him. He'll come to you. But he wants to be more than that. He wants to be that personal God. That best friend. The one that you can claim with certainty that this is my God. Who is your God? What's your God like? Callista and Kylie, your story starts today. And you'll have many challenges in your life. But God has promised to be with you every step of the way. He wants to show you who He wants to be in your life. And so as you get prepared to change, we're going to together sing some songs that they have picked. They have a favorite song of their own. They have a Bible text that one of our elders will read. As they change and I change, and together we experience this wonderful time where two young ladies give their souls, their lives to Christ. For not a shame of the gospel, for it is power. For Christ to lay hold on each and one of us. Let's press on together.
0: First. We're gonna start with Callista's favorite Bible verse. Genesis one one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God created. Her favorite song is When the Roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Two sixteen Have you made arrangements to be there? (laughs) Number two sixteen.
1: Kylie's favorite uh, text is found in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. uh, And it reads thus, But God commendeth his love towards us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Amen? Amen. Her favorite song, uh, is going to be "Ocean." It's not a hymn, uh, but it's a song that is skewed up, and that is going to be um, played by Joshua in the background. So, "Oceans." This is Kylie's favorite song.
0: We will stand and I will call upon your name And keep my eyes above the way when emotions are gone
1: Heaven is rejoicing and we are too Praise God because this is what God looked forward to. This is what Jesus. Why Jesus died on the cross? And if if Calista's family is here, uh, please come up, uh, witness this a little closer. So that way, you want to take pictures. I know this is a memorable moment for her. I still have my pictures when I was around 14. When I was uh, eight, when I gave my life. So, if you want to go ahead and take a picture before
0: just
1: so as i pray for callista you may bow your heads let's pray for her father in heaven i'm always reminded of of that verse in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3, where it says, For the joy that was set before you, this is the joy that you were talking about, that one day together, Lord, we'll be able to see you in the clouds of glory. And at this moment, as the minister of the gospel, I baptize Callista for the forgiveness of her sins in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. A couple of weeks ago, when we were getting into that Bible study where we make decisions for God, I, I, asked, I asked the class, who wants to get baptized? And Kylie raised her hand, and they looked at each other and said, hey, you know what? I think we're both on the same page here. And Calista also accepted, and Kylie, and I believe they're best friends, and so they're doing it together. So praise God. I also believe that uh, family members of Kylie's uh, are here. So if you want to make your way to the front a little closer, uh, support her in this big decision. this awesome decision she's made. Take pictures, probably of her, not me. Because I think I'll ruin the camera there. baptize her and i'll pray for her as well please pray together with me as i elevate a prayer for her father in heaven lord Callista and kylie are your daughters you've called her lord and you have a plan for their lives and at this moment i pray for kylie that your holy spirit may also abide in her change her transform her in the same way as you will with Callista, lord now, as a minister of the, of the gospel, I will baptize her for, the, for her forgiveness of her sins, because she's believed in you, Lord, and in your sacrifice. So I baptize her in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Heaven is rejoicing. Are we rejoicing? This is this is the reason why I also became a minister, because of, of what I can experience, what I can do with God's help. It, it was not of my own, but it was Jesus Christ working in their hearts, and He will continue to work in their hearts. And I thank the parents as well, because their upbringing as with their upbringing and the fact that they're attending our bethel school had a lot to do with it as well for all those involved this is this is what god has wanted but i don't want to leave here get out of the baptismal by making a call we're we're talking about josh and if you could put the music a little down thank you we're talking about transitions. We're talking about change. I, I, I believe wholeheartedly that God is able to change lives. Amen. We all have our own story. We all have our story to tell, our road to Damascus. But have we all laid, allowed God to lay hold of us so he can change us and mold us and be, to become like him? I'm not asking, and I'm not going to make this call so you could today get baptized, but all I'm saying is, if if you want to begin this journey with God, do you want to experience this God? What's your God like? You want to say, Lord, I'm not where I need to be, but I want to be where you want me to be at. I want to begin studying the Bible and let the Bible change me and mold me through the, the power of the Holy Spirit. This is my call to you. This is God's call to you. If you want to walk with God, start walking with Him, see Him in your life working in a mighty way, this is, this is God's call to you at this moment. And I don't want to step out from this baptismal tank and go on with my day without having this opportunity to give you the invitation that God gave me once when I was 14. I don't regret it at all. Matter of fact, I thank God every single day for that decision I made. Because God is able to mold us into what He wants us to be. He wants to give us what will be joy, will be awesome in our lives. So is there one person that wants to say, Lord, I want to start getting to know you a little more, walk with you. Is there someone that says, maybe right now, I'm not where I need to be, but I want to. I want to start walking with you. I want to give this opportunity to you at the moment. Is there anyone? The Bible says, today is the day of salvation. Today. The Bible says, the only re- re- requisite for baptism is to believe in God and be baptized. Do you believe in God? He's died for all of us. No matter how deep we have gone into, no matter the guilt, no matter whatever it's, it is, God has died for you. Is there anyone? Is there anyone? Anyone who says, or oh, another call. I'm not ready to take that step, but I want for you to pray for me I want the church to pray for me so I can get to that step is there anyone that wants prayer at this moment It says Lord I need prayer because at the moment I may not be there I will be very soon Amen Amen. is there anyone else that needs prayer anyone else Let us pray. While I'm praying, if you have in mind, you were afraid of coming up in the front, talk to me, talk to one of the elders, Sister Joy is our first elder, Bob, Carl, any of the elders that have been here, approach them, talk to them. We're willing to talk and work things out. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we want to thank you, Lord for the beautiful promise that you have given us in your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for the power of your Holy Spirit because with that power, you're able to transform us in such a way that when we accept you and start walking with you, we will never be the same. You always are helping us become better, and I praise you for that. Thank you, Lord, for the beautiful time that we've witnessed at this moment where two of your daughters have given their lives to you, I pray a special blessing over them, that your Holy Spirit may walk with them, work in them, and transform them to be women of valor, women that have wisdom and have that certainty of salvation. We thank you, Lord, because it's always about you and it will always be you who changes our hearts and gives us salvation. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.